Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 37 for the 20th of March, 2007. So, James, welcome to podcast number 37. Yeah, on the couch, 37. Here we are, Ian and James, on the couch. In a wide and airy space, I think it's our largest podcast so far in the terms of... That's right, indeed. We're in a very large room. Yes, and uh, hopefully a little bit quieter than usual than last week's episode, which may have been a little noisy. Indeed. But this week, we're making extra attempts to be quieter. Uh, But we're going to follow the same old format, which is a bit of UK news, some international news. A bit of content delivery, some IPTV. A bit of mobile and gaming. And then the other stuff. Yeah, like wild and crazy things. So um, I guess we should kick off with the... Uh, now, this we had a bit of a debate about this earlier on. UK news. Now, you whacked in something about Ireland. And I, again, <laughs> geographically <laughs> speaking, for those of you who are not familiar with the United Kingdom, i.e. people from Australia like Ian, <laughs> Ireland is not strictly part of the United Kingdom. It is actually a well, separate country. Ireland, Northern Ireland, you know. <laughs> They're all the same to you, aren't they? Full of pommies or whatever. Um, full of Irish people. Full of Irish <laughs> people, exactly. Irish people. There are no pommies in Ireland. I don't know what you call them, potatoes or something there. I don't know. What do you call them? Um, so having made that mistake. Having made that mistake, we might as well go roll with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something about um, DVBH in Ireland, was it? Indeed. And this is the first time where we're actually seeing... Uh, not only is it the wrong title, it's, not, it's a mobile story. It's a, <laughs> yes, it is a mobile story. But, you know, we, we seem to be free to um, move these around a little indeed, bit. Indeed, indeed. So, I mean, basically digital TV, to kick off on the East Coast in Dublin, they're going to launch a, um, for the next 18 months, part of a government pilot project, mm-hmm. I think. They're going to be knocking this out. Um, clearly, this is probably one of the few places in the world which has some spare spectrum, because mm-hmm. that's one of the restraints on DVBH at the moment. Indeed, and that's why in the UK, generally, you can't actually get any sort of DVB-H mm. transmissions and why Virgin, for example, has been using a, a version of DAB or DM, DMB DMB, yeah. yep, in order to deliver television because there's mm-hmm. not enough of the right sort of DVB-H bandwidth. But they managed to scrape some together in Ireland to have mm. a mobile trial. And it seems that they're not actually transmitting any digital terrestrial at the moment. Um, so that gives them a bit more space, ah, okay, maybe. That must be it. So they're, they're doing, doing digital that, so, MMDS right. and right. satellite and cable, but not on terrestrial. So mm-hmm. it gives them an opportunity to um, get that over there. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes out, and maybe that'll move into international news next time we talk about it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but back in the UK, there was some proper UK news where mm-hmm. uh, we talked uh, a few episodes back about Al Gore launching current TV. I think on both on cable, Virgin Media, and on satellite, B Sky yep. B. You're yep. in the UK. A little bit more detail on the service has come out, hasn't it? Um, which seems a bit weird. Um, it, it's, it seems, I mean, check me if I'm wrong, it looks like kind of YouTube, but you're not in control. That's right. It's the, uh, the long tail content thereafter, which is interesting because mm. we're, trying to, we're trying to find a you know, differentiation between Juiced and Babelgum, which have both pitched themselves as kind of internet TV. It's on demand, isn't on it? On demand, yep. With live as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas current yeah. TV is more of a genre of a channel, Correct. I understand it, where it's yeah. kind of like push, what they call pods of programming, between mm-hmm. three and eight minutes mm-hmm. long, if I recall. Yep. Um, and they're pushing these pods, and it gives you like some on-screen display as to how long this one's been on for, when it's going to stop, and mm-hmm. when the next one's coming up. And so it's literally a repeating one-hour segments, where there's half an hour of this pushed stuff, right. and then there's the rest of it is some... Run down a chart of what's been searched on right now in Google. 
Hmm. Okay. So when, <laughs> this, is, this is the ultimate combination as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's like the best of everything without actually having to go and search for it. Well, who decides if it's best? Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of editorial. Yeah, I think anyone can submit stuff. So I think that's the, the flip side. I mean, maybe it'll develop. It seems a bit like uh, they used to have these sort of public access channels and, mm-hmm. on cable where like community some channels. guy running around in his jockey shorts <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. In a, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so it looks kind of one up on that, and and trying but to. The do idea some that you can actually submit your own stories to something that's that feels like television. But you can do that today. Cool. I mean, more and more now, the people are first people at reporting of news sites, are people with their mobile phones taking videos or pictures, and they're mm-hmm. able to send them straight in, and they're going on air straight away because people are getting more, I guess, desensitized towards high quality content. They might say, "Oh, ropey news story of some fuzzy picture of some but car crash." The currentness or, or the um, yeah, it's the timeliness because yeah, yeah, people yeah. Can, people cannot be everywhere, but cameras are pretty much everywhere, mm. whether they're in your hand or whether they're elsewhere. So that's well, all pretty um, much go there. So how can you actually get that? Where do you get? Where do you Current TV. Get? I think it's on Sky. It's on Sky. Yeah, you can get it here. You're wow. Sky subscriber. Get it on cable. Uh, go and check that out then. It'd be down there in the special interest channels, probably, or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Four thousand and seven. Maybe you can give us a user review. I'll definitely have to check that out then. And obviously more stuff in the news about switching off coming up and people getting ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's about it. So in, in the US, though, again, digital switch off is, is top in the stories. Yep. And there's been some more commercial figures sort of popped out as far as the um, commercials uh, about what's going to happen. We talked before about $40 coupons uh, that we're going to dish out. Yes. Um, and now they've said it's because everyone's got more than two TVs. It's like two $40 coupons. Hmm. Um, which is supposed to cover, it looks like, somewhere between 80 and um, 90% of the cost of the, the boxes, hmm. if, hmm. if they come out. I mean, this is assuming there's something to watch on digital terrestrial in, in the US. Well, this, this is what I think is really interesting. In that the article says that an estima- estimated 20 million consumers in the US depend on free over-the-air signal for television, which is mm-hmm. pretty much bugger all for the whole country, really, isn't it? Well, and then it's then saying another 15 million have got a single cable or satellite box, but I've oh, got extra, extra sets. sets. Okay, so it's a total um, of still only... It'd be interesting to know what the coverage is in the US yeah. for... I mean, I think it's like 250 million households, something like that. It's 250 million. It's 300, 300 million people. Yeah. How many so households? I don't know. Probably 120 million households, something like that, but it'd be interesting to know what the coverage is for the terrestrial networks, because presumably it's a massive it's a country. country. It's not going to be 100%. Well, yeah. Well short of it, so... Yeah. Um, but it's obviously affecting a minority... But I guess it's generally the people that are far away. Mm. Um, but consumers are still buying what they refer to as digital televisions, flat screens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a consumer nation, uh, nation anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be people offering, you know, give you can cash in your voucher to get an embedded TV or something like that. Um, and a great opportunity as well for the existing cable and satellite guys to say, hey, you know, yeah, use your voucher with us, get yeah, it here. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we've seen that kind of uh, yep. obviously happening here in the places they're going to switch off most in the UK, in the UK as well. They'll be targeting. Mm-hmm. There, I guess it's how fast can the cable guys dig the road up or how fast can the satellite guys leaflet everyone. Oh, hang on. So it says consumers must show that they do not subscribe to cable or satellite or other television services in order to use their coupons. How do you show that? <laughs> I don't quite know. <laughs> they say, do you know who Jack Bauer is from 24? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> then you can uh, have a coupon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a bit bogus to me, but uh, it's a challenge and I guess it's open to abuse. If any, I mean, it's... You, you mentioned here it's like up to a billion US dollars. Mm. So where there's free money, there will be people yeah, scamming it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, people selling vouchers on eBay or whatever. So that's quite interesting to look at. Um, now you went over to see to Seabit. I went to Seabit. What's uh, what is Seabit and what's it all about and well, what do you think? This was my first time at Seabit, so I wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. what to expect. And I guess I was kind of expecting a big 
version, a European version, an international like version CS. of CES. Right. Um, but it's not quite like that. In fact, it's more, I'd say it's more IT focused than it is consumer because I don't actually know what CEBIT stands for, but I would... Consumer Electronics and IT, maybe? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> definitely IT. So if you want anything from a large, safe, and automatic telemachine, uh, a bit of, you know, HR, CRM infrastructure, software, mm-hmm. down to routers, communication devices, mobile phones, the whole lot, it's pretty much got everything covered. So right. I only, but there's like two 50 days halls to, or something? Yeah, and I only had two days to look around, which mostly meant walking everywhere. Yeah. And my particular interest in this case was to try and find out what people are doing in terms of new research and uh, mm-hmm. user interfaces with television and other so devices. I guess that's not the right kind of show then, if people are just saying, here's my widget, buy it. No, but it's not like, a, it's not like kind of widget, buying widget type things. It's more about... Um, there's a lot of universities that actually exhibit okay. there who don't exhibit at uh, CES, and they're doing all sorts of wacky, crazy stuff that they want to do. Is it mainly German-focused? Um, most, most of the uh, research stuff was actually German-focused, but, yeah. you know, they, they, they come up through their own kind of wacky, crazy stuff, believe yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so, so what was the most wacky, crazy thing you saw? The best, the coolest thing I saw was mm-hmm. uh, an interface that was actually a three-dimensional, it was like a three-dimensional video phone. You sit right. down and you look at this screen yeah. and there's, there's a whole camera thing up the top and you actually look at a picture of someone else and it's a three-dimensional picture. So in the same right. way that I'm sitting across from the couch with yeah. you, James, I can see you in three dimensions here. I could see someone on this screen in three dimensions mm-hmm. and they could see me in three dimensions. And not only that, in that all the buttons and the interface was actually uh, hand-controlled. Minority well, report style haptic. Yeah, you you just you, go... You point your finger at, at the screen onto buttons and... Screen. You it poke actually, the other person. Uh, you can scratch the nose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they're working on that for the next version. Okay. But uh, the way the, it was quite interesting the way the three-dimensional aspect of it worked in that the software tracked where your eyes were okay. and uh, adjusted the other image based on where your eyes were looking uh, so that it, it actually changed the images depending on where you looked, which is what happens. Right, you know. so it was kind of a perception of three. If you watch someone else doing it, did it just look like a 2D thing? Oh, but it if you were still actually there, 3D, but it just looked better when it was actually you, you that was... Um, right. Did you have to put ping pong balls on yourself or anything? Or <laughs> tracking like fingers or anything? Yeah. No, you just sat down and away you went and you poked buttons okay. and it was quite amazing. Yeah. Very cool. There's a few uh, things like that in terms of um, trying to interface with television or, or at least large screens using basically using fingers mm-hmm. and, and kind of pointing at things gesture-based and gesture based stuff. Haptic back again. Indeed. So mm-hmm. some very cool stuff there. Um, in terms of television technology, I think um, uh, Fujitsu Siemens, who are not actually known for, mm-hmm. uh, outside of Germany at least, for all their television technology, had right. an interesting thing they called Follow Me TV, which is the first implementation I've actually seen where they had um, different media boxes and you could uh, be sitting there watching television, hit the pause button and go to a media center basically somewhere else in the house and hit mm-hmm. go and, and it would actually stream the content from the other box over the home network to the other device and you mm-hmm. keep watching TV. So did they have a kind of a whole lifestyle kind of pod or something where it looked like a home and you could wander around and do stuff? Yeah, there was no couches unfortunately yeah. so we couldn't do it on the couch <laughs> there but they, were, you know, they had the whole, whole thing set up. It was very impressive mm-hmm. that it actually just seamlessly worked and it apparently was based on UPnP um, so you would think that would be interoperable mm-hmm. with other devices as How well. How did it actually follow you? You didn't have to log in. Was it the remote control or something? How did it know? Um, well, that was the smoke it followed you once you told it where you were. So once you, once said, you logged in again on your previous... <laughs> once you gone to the other device, said, oh, I'm over here now, it would go and start playing the, the program you're watching okay. back there. And then someone else could go and watch some other program 
at the same the time. I've seen some other mm. things like that before. Very but, cool. Uh, that's cool. Any mobile phones? I guess were everywhere. And uh, there was. It was funny. The um, the I think I get the impression that the the focus of the show is changing. Right. In that Samsung were there in force. There was. Yeah. Um, all the new Samsung phones, which mm. unfortunately mine is now not the latest Samsung phone, well, which I'm very yeah. impressed with. But uh, that was showing some very cool um, uh, mobile phones that had uh, like about two thirds of the phone was a screen. Yeah. The the other third was a keyboard, but the keyboard could flip backwards, like the phone kind of broke in half, if you like, and formed a kind of stand that you could put the mobile phone down on yeah. and watch the program on a. Are these the shiny ones? I've seen this. They call it shiny. Or uh, no, Maybe no, it wasn't the shiny one. No. no, it was a different one again. Why would you want to break your phone in half? Uh, <laughs> you just kind of flip the keyboard bit over so that you could put the phone down and then watch the screen without having to hold your phone and watch the actual picture. Okay, so it was, it was designing for watching media on. Yeah, essentially. yeah exactly. Okay. And okay. it had two screens, one on either side, one for the phone stuff and yeah. the other for the media playing stuff. Okay. So it was very media focused. Quite cool. cool. Yeah, interesting. Um, so Samsung were there in force, but uh, Motorola and Nokia weren't. Right. Sony Ericsson were. They kind of mm-hmm. did a medium-sized... And Sony went there. We had a little chat before about... Yeah, Sony, no. Sony Germany were there, but that, you know... <laughs> so Sony weren't there in force. Yeah. Uh, so I think the focus of the mobile phone stuff has moved to 3GSM mm. um, and uh, CBIT's more kind of... Uh, it's a weird combination of communications. Is it PC peripherals? Was that kind of... There was some halls of PC peripherals, and to be fair, I walked through and thought, uh, I've got some interesting pictures, actually, of uh, pencil sharpening USB connecting things <laughs> and uh, <laughs> aquarium USB connected. Oh, I had one uh, of those ones. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the world just doesn't need any more LCD photo frames, I don't think, so yeah, okay. um, pass through those places quite quickly. But lots of communication stuff, lots of um, uh, VDSL2 stuff, lots of new mm-hmm. um, last mile technology. Interesting. Well, so you, would you go back again? Um, I think... Uh, it's it's a hard one actually because in two days you can't see everything so you have to be focused so I yeah. think I got a lot out of it by being very focused in what I was after so I was mm. running around with, you know, with meetings with and different stuff people, yeah. 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 Uh, if you went for five days and tried to see everything you couldn't just do learned about like stuff CES, you, you couldn't on. possibly do everything at CES you need to know mm. what you're going for and hopefully mm. you find it the serendipity yep. picks where you're just going to wander around and oh this looks cool yeah, you've got to get really lucky for that exactly. to happen that's so. why I liked the, the research mm. uh, pods by the universities who mm. They, on any one stand, they would have, I don't know, 15, 20 different projects they were working on. Right. And some of them were relevant to me and some of them weren't, but, you know, it was all kind Gets of experimental. Bit, doesn't it? You know, yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, well, well, sounds cool. Let's uh, move on. Let's talk a bit more about content delivery. Mm. Um, there was a, a bit more stuff on, on Babelgum, uh, mm-hmm. which is some of you may have heard if you listened to one of the previous episodes. Babelgum was one of these competing services to Juiced, which was called the Venice Project before. That's right. And Babelgum is the... Um, I was going to say the love child, but it's the brainchild, I guess, <laughs> of the um, <coughs> of of uh, Mr. Scagliani from Italy, who's the founder of Fastweb, which is Italy's number two telco company, and has, uh, in some ways, it's kind of looked as outside of PCW in Hong Kong, is seen as the one of the success stories mm. for internet mm. TV or IPTV. So, Babelgum was really, I think, just reiterating some of their plans to kind of share the wealth I suppose mm-hmm. all the perceived mm-hmm. wealth because we've got to remember it's still a beta and you've got to sign That's up right. and all these kinds of things um, so but uh, again like, like current TV they're going after the, the long tail content mm-hmm. um, so they're looking to have a broad catalogue of specific content that potential viewers will have a hard time finding elsewhere yeah. and it's interesting he's giving the numbers he's saying it's going to cost about um, 60 to 80 million US dollars annual investment to keep it going which Whoa. seems to be quite a lot of money. That's a lot of cash. Um, it is in, in anyone's book. 
Yeah, but he's um, a multi-billionaire. He can afford that. That's like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I guess he's trying to... Yeah. But it does. I mean, we looked at some of the, the sign-up screens. It looks like a complete, literally a photocopy of the, uh, the juiced service mm. when it came mm. down to the, the whole beta size and everything. I mean, yep. seems a bit weird. Anyway, we'll, we'll watch that one. That's quite interesting. We, actually, we saw a quick demo of uh, Juice today. Have you signed up for Juiced or anything? Or I haven't signed up for Juiced. I've, I mean, I've got a Babel Gum account, and I've had a look at that. But yeah. I'm going to have to get a... I, I mean, I've seen Juice, but I haven't actually got Juice. so... <laughs> there we go. Um, bit more about the content stuff um blu-ray um i'll talk a bit later on i've i've i think i've bought my playstation 3 it's coming but we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. but blu-ray is now sort of broken into the amazon top 10 which is a um, i mean this is quite significant amazon is obviously a key this is amazon us right it's yep. just generally um i mean amazon's a key uh indicator of uh, take up of mm. technology and so on and to have casino royale blu-ray as number eight uh mm. in the top 10 of DVD top sellers is uh, quite a significant breakthrough. Number one was Casino Royale DVD. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that no, there's other things there. Actually, I think I said before, I subscribed to one of these um, DVD mail-in rental services. Mm-hmm. Um, can, they, only, can I do Blu-ray now? Yeah, they, I just thought I'd have a look and check. And wow. for seemingly for no extra cash, I can go for any Blu-ray titles. Right, around. Yeah, so I've, um, I did actually have Casino Royale on my list of things to rent. Excellent. Um, Subsequently, my wife went and bought it, probably moving up the top of the Amazon charts there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I've actually now switched there. I want the Blu-ray one. So they're going to mm. mail me. And it'd be interesting to see if they come out in a different carrier or I've, yeah. I've got no idea whether well, it's the same, same form factor, isn't it? So same form factor, but I would imagine that there's a... If you're you know, paying for Blu-ray, you want something special. A bit of, yeah, yeah, a little little padded something. envelope or something. Um, <laughs> so that'd be interesting to see how many of those actually pop through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm intrigued to see, but obviously I need something to play the Blu-ray disc on first, so That's keep right. my fingers crossed there. Um, PS3 more of that later. Anyway, um, IPTV, we've got a few bits here. Mm. So Apple TV, have you... Your my Apple TV is allegedly shipped today, the 20th of March. Wow. I don't know, we'll mm. probably put this out tomorrow, 21st, so I might even have it tomorrow. So next mm-hmm. episode... Uh, hopefully, we'll I'll be able to be very exciting. say how excited or unexcited I am about the product. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those ways. It's an IPTV thing. It's got a portal. It's got iTunes. It's all happening, allegedly. Whether I can get access to other content, whether I can get any other content, that'll be interesting to see. But I'm quite interested in uh, getting hold of um, the ITV or Apple TV. I should say it's not called an ITV anymore, is it? So that's that. Uh, we also had a, one of our listeners in Australia, in Sydney, came back to us with a uh, story about uh, uh, realtime.tv, mm-hmm. which is an Australian um, kind of, it's a IPTV to the PC, not to a set-top box, I yeah. guess, or not to a TV. Mm-hmm. And this is a, apparently a startup kind of operation. Apparently they've, they're uh, running into a little bit of trouble, potentially, mm-hmm. um, but they're offering services to PC. Anyone can sign up, download the client, Windows Media-based. Uh, down in Sydney, been suspended from the Australian Stock Exchange. I don't know, that probably happens <laughs> really? every day, doesn't it? I mean, um, but that's something, something quite interesting. Little um, other stuff that's come up uh, recently is a company called UUC.com, which seems to be a Chinese kind of portal company. It's U-S-E-E.com. Yeah, U-U, as in letter U, U, C.com. That seems to be, I can't quite work out whether it's something like real-time TV in China. Unfortunately, my reading Chinese isn't my forte. So... If anyone can let us know a little bit more about what UUC is, but they seem to have lots of sports content. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be focused on obviously the Olympics coming up in uh, next yeah. year in, in Beijing, yeah. and they seem to be buying up quite a lot of rights for uh, internet rights for major sporting events. Cool, um, but clearly they're not. They're focusing on the Chinese market. I don't know if you buy internet rights for 
China because obviously the internet mm. has no boundaries mm. um, or unless you use one of the sort of services from Contiki or something like that um, that might work so the other one that I th- I'm surprised you haven't heard about it is quicksilverscreen.com mm-hmm. which is one of these IPTV things where you don't need a special client like Realtime TV or UUC.com this is just a browser based experience where you literally just have to go and click and uh, you can watch stuff <laughs> Um, right. Not particularly. Is it ad supported or? It like seems a... to be supported by demand. I'm <laughs> not quite sure what the business model is there. Condoning that sort of thing, but, but uh, um, look at the banner on the website if you happen to browse there, and you'll get I the. See. It seems to be more of a kind of um, content for all, downward DRM kind of uh, approach. Not that I endorse that, but interesting. Uh, if your broadband connection can support it, you just click hmm. and click and uh, view. I suppose it seems quite utilitarian. Um, we did actually have a look at real-time TV earlier on, and they had quite a cool, um, haven't seen before, a speed test. I mean, I know it's a bit of a yeah, geeky thing to do a speed funky. test on yeah, your DSL connection. But this had like a old-fashioned um, dash car dashboard thing yeah, with a, with a upload, and download. And, and, yeah. But it was, we, we did the thing for real-time TV, and obviously you, you click on give me a speed test, and I think that is dedicated to their particular server mm. or server farm mm. in Sydney, presumably, mm-hmm. and it gave us that amazing statistic that it would take, was it uh, nine hours and 23 minutes to download our three-hour, our one-and-a-half-hour movie? Exactly. So it might or be a while before three we hours, 25 minutes to download a TV show. So I think this is it was quite a, a good customization in mm. relation to video viewing. Um, and I think if you go to um, Net Speed Test or Speed Test Net or something, that you could download customizable versions. So mm-hmm. try to be able to give a, give a try. It's a nice graphical user interface for it determines where it thinks you're, you are and then offers a server nearby that you can try it on. So you can get, obviously, proximity is what it's all about in content delivery networks uh, to get your ping times Sweet. down. Um, okay, moving swiftly on, past mobile, because not much is going on in mobile. I mean, we, you, you haven't got a new phone. I did see this new Mo- uh, Sony Ericsson phone, which is like a Walkman phone, which is mm-hmm. a 3G one. Um, nice. It was nice, kind of iPod Nano thickness, camera on the back, camera on the front, which I think... Wow, so it's got media and phone and... Yeah, and it's, walk, it's a Walkman wow. phone, so okay. it's got and quite a nice big display. Well, I don't think it was touchscreen, it might have been touchscreen, but it was nice. I mean, it just shows that the Apple iPhone, you can, mm. you can make it thinner, you mm. can do it now, and maybe mm. Apple's taking a while to come out with that, whether it's because they need to do the deal with the operator or not, I don't know. Mm. I mean, do you think they're trying to wait and do their own Apple Skype or something? I reckon there's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's got uh, it's got Wi-Fi in the Apple phone, uh-huh. so you know, Apple's in a very powerful position there. To if if it's not actually allowing phone calls through the service, then at least it's got a lot more leverage with the the phone companies to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we could just but do five hundred dollars a time. That's got an expensive bit of leverage, isn't yeah, it? I mean, phones are that expensive unless they're on some sort of a plan. But yeah, yeah. I, think I guess it's that much on a plan, isn't it? Exactly. It's how yeah, much you're locked in. So, and I think in the US, they're quite good at limiting functionality on the right. horizons and things of like that, where even Bluetooth they've disabled in the past. So, um, interesting. So, mobile, wait and see. It's uh, still a few months off till iPhone launches. Um, June. June, right? I think, in the US, yeah. allegedly. So, uh, but the rumors may be earlier, maybe later. You know, all these here and doubt kind of things. Anyway, mobile, a bit quiet. Talked about DVBH earlier on as well. So, mm-hmm. gaming. Indeed. Um, PSP redesign. I heard. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard that CBit they were showcasing it. You didn't mention didn't see it. seeing it. Wasn't there? But allegedly the PSP is set for a new release. It's going to have a slot loading UMD, mm-hmm. maybe eight sixteen gigabytes of flash. Yep. Um, I guess cheaper to make essentially. Yeah. I mean, you think after. I mean, it's been out a couple of years now. Mm. You'd be able to get cheaper chips, take less space. 
or yeah. battery efficient, all those sort of things. Yeah, battery's fairly good. And obviously the, how it interacts with the PS3. That's right. Is, I, I haven't, because originally I think the only we talked about it is that you could use it as a rear view mirror for your driving game <laughs> or something like that. That's right. uh, I've heard also you can maybe use it as a remote control for your Blu-ray discs as well. In some way, I'll but then the, you've got the a six-axis con- whole video. Play- Sony have no idea about user interfaces when it comes to playing content. Yeah, like that whole oh, um, that whole thing with the floaty bits on yeah, the top. Oh, uh, terrible! Yeah, yeah. Believe, like you need a remote control with a big play button. That's what you need. Well, you can get an add-on for the PS3. Twenty okay. bucks, twenty pounds, whatever. You can get your <laughs> PS3 Blu-ray remote controller. Right. So it's a real. I have ordered my PS3. Uh, I think that's very exciting, and it should be arriving. This is it Thursday or Friday? Uh, Friday. Friday, Friday, yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll get one this Friday. Um, not so sure. A local uh, game shop mm. near my work uh, had a big PS3 piles of boxes outside, yeah. so I went in to see what was going on. And they said uh, I could put my twenty pounds down and turn up midnight on Friday to pick it up. Uh, but if I didn't do that, then I'd be waiting until Christmas. If I you didn't, wouldn't if you didn't put Christmas. the twenty pounds down, I didn't if you put didn't. the twenty pounds down. I wouldn't even get it for Christmas because the demand yeah. is going to be so great. So. Not quite what I heard from the guy I phoned up to chase up my order, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, they've got pallets of them out the back. I think you'll be all right." He said because I was worried about saying, "Look, if my payment because I've got a bit of an issue clearing the payment." He says, "My payment isn't clear." Mm. He says, well, "I think you've got I think you've got a good couple of days." He said. <laughs> right, okay. So they've obviously pre-ordered lots of them, right? Um, and I'm sure the price is putting people off. I mean, I guess if I mean you don't have a. a big gaming thing at the moment. You've got a Wii, so that's enough. Oh, Wii. Yeah, and Wii goes really well with my standard definition 4x3 yeah. television. Yeah, that's true. Whereas uh, for the PS3, you're really going to need a proper, you know, your funky home cinema. Cinema kind really of arrangement, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I've actually ordered the full Monty pack with its three games. Right. Uh, and, a, and it comes with an HDMI cable, three games, and a Blu-ray movie. Nice. Um, and it's the, the souped up version. Uh, I haven't bothered with yeah. any extra controllers or this funny remote thing yet, but uh, I think it's, uh, I'll be interested to see. I think there is a driving game. Uh, oh, good. Um, Actually, I did see uh, the PS3. Gen- with, uh, Genji or something. I think it's like a Japanese kind of sword swordy, swordy riding kind of one. What's and the, uh, something else. There's like, not Gears of War, that's the Xbox 360 <laughs> one, but something the like that. one of that, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's that standard Sony driving game that the PSP came with? Gran Turismo or something, no, or Motorstorm, no, I think, is the one no, that I'm getting on. We slide around the corners all the time. Driving, sliding. <laughs> Ridge <laughs> no. Racer, was it? Ridge Racer, that's no, the okay, one. Okay, yeah, you that's can get that as well. I, I mean, there were Ridge loads Racer of games, but... on the PS3 at CBIT, and it does look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It looks great. Like, in terms of the graphics, yeah. it looked absolutely stunning, so... Yeah. No, I'm looking I forward to this. I'm looking forward to having good. a go. Seven, I'm, I'm hoping it outputs at 720p. I've got questions about, is the DVD playing capability going to usurp my existing region 3 DVD player or is it going to be locked into regions ah, right. I believe the movies are region 3 right. but the games the are not, not right. I think or something like mm. either that the, the, the game because the, it's a European console I guess either mm. the movies aren't mm. and the games are or vice versa mm. someone I'm sure can tell us now this win. is this your PS3 you're picking up will have software emulated PS2 won't it yeah not not this, what's, is it an equator chip or something what's the name of this yeah so they're actually they're, it's they're not actually, an equator chip what's the name of this chip thing they actually had the chip of the PS2 in the PS3 for the US launch mm, but they've costed down a bit uh, by emulating everything in software which is ex- actually what happens in the Xbox 360 they actually emulate the Xbox in software right on the 360 uh, but on the in the, I mean Sony had said you know Mm. Compatibility with PS2 because there's like thousands of PS2 yeah, games yeah. and people have invested a lot of money. In well, all I want to know if I can content. plug in my guitars. 
<laughs> That's right, because your one PS2 game is Guitar Hero. <laughs> Have you flipped over from the top of your Wii, actually? There's some little ports there for yeah, GameCube controllers. Yeah, you can actually put uh, GameCube controllers and yeah. it's, it's very... I didn't see that for a while until I saw what's this flap and there's these four <laughs> game ports in the top. You can plug all sorts of things in yeah. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. I'm very exciting to hear. So this week yeah. you've got You're not tempted. Um, I, I need to buy a whole new television if I was going <laughs> yeah, to do that. So you, you can have a PS3 and Apple TV. So you can be like in high def heaven this week. I should be. I should, if there's anything to watch on my Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd like to watch a trailer for a Pixar movie. <laughs> in standard edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that'll be fun. Hopefully next uh, episode I'll have some great tales of PlayStation 3-ness and or Apple TV-ness or both. Well, or, forward or to episode number 38. Indeed. And uh, we, as always, we look forward to your feedback. Please do take a look at our website uh, onthecouchpodcast.com or send us feedback to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com And we have plenty of little prizes and things to give away if anyone has any amusing comments. And we really appreciate uh, David from Sydney giving us that little story about real-time TV. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time and look forward to hearing you hear us next time. All right. Here's from Ian. And from James. <laughs>